welcome back everyone another podcast here um obviously you can see everyone at the table i shouldn't have to introduce everyone but obviously i'm trevor we got matt here zoom and tim turbo tim (laughs) so these are technically the first three employees of ZZP, if i'm not mistaken yeah Mm -hmm. yeah tim was an employee before matt was because matt was doing his own thing alongside working together but tim was the first official employee uh i think welding rockers for 10 bucks an hour <laughs> and gr- grinding a ported exhaust manifolds yeah out of your garage good, good times good with times. the 110 air compressor <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know you know how to weld to be honest yeah yep. barely <laughs> college for it. Yep. Uh, enough for 10 dollars an hour apparently yeah <laughs> awesome awesome so i figured obviously you guys all owned drove raced modified 3,800 platform cars, so we'll touch on that. Um, it's interesting to me. I'm kind of past the age of 3,800, so I don't have a whole lot into them, but um, compared to the modern platforms, it's crazy how into these cars people get. And like Dino Days today, like everyone still goes crazy with them. Yeah, the, yeah. the 3,800 community is like a gang. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> family in a gang. It's, and it's been strong since the get-go, long, long time. You you really almost don't see it like that anymore in the yeah. newer platforms. They kind of start out slow and ramp up now as they get old enough for people to modify them and whatnot. But people come in and out a lot quicker. And mm. 3800s, people were more passionate about. I think more people worked on their own cars. A um, lot more information sharing. Maybe it was because forums were the big thing at that time. Yep. Yeah. And Facebook is kind of a shorter attention span audience. I don't know. <laughs> but uh no we we had good times we did a lot of racing mm-hmm. and um we we used to race m- a lot of times more than once a week but every single week we were going to the track and we were racing oh, really? and this was at a time where it took us an hour to get there and we would modify the cars there we would drag prep them so <laughs> Uh, just an enormous amount of hours we were of our lives invested into this. I mean, hmm. the people we were dating were changing tires and helping us. Yeah. And I mean, that's it, it was our entire lives, 16 hours mm-hmm. a day, almost seven days a week. Sunday would be a shortened day. Uh, yeah. Of, of so that was like a lot of times I know going to the like drag strip, it's you go there for an hour, do two, three passes and leave. You're more like the whole we, we day were there the whole time <laughs> we it was more than once that the lights were turned off because we weren't ready to leave yet <laughs> oh yeah and we uh, were still putting street tires back on and, and cat backs back on yeah. and seats back and, in. and everybody <laughs> left there was a time when they the track officials told us to close the gate when we left because <laughs> they just so everyone they knew you i'm sure by that point yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the racing was heated. Like everyone was drag racing these 3800s. Everyone was waiting to hear the results. We had some really stiff competition from um, other vendors and other individuals. There was, uh, well, at that early days, Thrasher was the big company and mm-hmm. Intense kind of came up just as we did. And, and Scott Cook of Intense was pretty competitive and he had a team and we had a team and we would we would all know that everyone else in this market was out there testing parts and looking to set records and if we didn't do it like that week we might get we might get bested so, so. a lot of leapfrogging <laughs> going on and you know passions ran wild so we had crazy times at some of these events like <laughs> stuff that people wouldn't even believe almost mm-hmm. you know telling I've stories. heard little little blips of these stories but never really 
got into <laughs> yeah we had a we had a time at norwalk and uh it was an intense sponsored event so uh intense we didn't have a good relationship with them but they came out with this uh this idea that they were going to bring us there to the event as well and everyone was going to be welcome right so they did invite you (laughs) yeah yeah we were invited this is very public on the forums and um you know we always knew that you know things weren't exactly as they seemed to be frustrated sometimes to watch the customers taking sides when you knew that you were you were kind of in the right but at least so you thought and um you know we were working on a customer's car at the time uh, Henry Lucier, and what we were putting on his car—I don't remember whose idea originally the hybrid was. Do you know, Matt? I think Ken was involved in it okay, so to an extent, but we we took an M90 and we put uh, M112 rotors in it to essentially make the blower larger. Mm. And um, we had an extension, and we called it like a M112 hybrid. And so we were pushing this on the market and. You know, in typical fashion, Intense was saying it was garbage and it wouldn't do anything. And we were saying, no, it's it's the best thing ever, you know. And of course, later you find out turbos are what's going to make all the real big power. But um, we finished we finished Henry's car um, and and we got that car. We I think did we trailer that car? Probably. Yeah. Maybe we do to. to uh, yeah, it's about four and a half hours to uh, this track. And so we went to the track and, you know, Scott had all his cars there and his people. And it was it was real important, like how you showed, because this was going to determine the better company and which parts customers were going to buy and things like that. And uh, we ended up only getting one. Yeah, well, remember when we got there, all the classes were set up specifically to, dis- mm. to disqualify any car that we had into the next class. Yeah. yeah. Strategically done. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, rules about, what was it? It was tires, power adders, uh, but it was done in a way to mm-hmm. favor the intense team and punish <laughs> our team because, you know, they, they knew that what we were kind of running with, you know, they were... They tended to push uh, the more advanced parts. They were the first to go into turbos and mm. do bigger builds. Full on kits and stuff. The first to yeah. pull their seats, the first to put slicks and skinnies on. Yeah. They yeah. always were one big event ahead of us with that. We always had to follow what they did so our numbers were comparable. Yeah. Mm. It was tactical, though, because I received mm-hmm. the most heat about stripping my car down. And when I would run these times, I was like, oh, you know, that's because Zoomer strips his car and has no interior and has this and has that. And so I was like, no. So we would, we based on them saying that, we'd be racing the car full interior. Then we show up at an event and all their cars are stripped out. <laughs> so you got so they've been running with their cars stripped out. And I was the run one with the full interior. It's like, oh, okay, well, if we're gonna do that, you know, and then we'd go. And then of course our times would advance again. but. So we, we show up at this event and, you know, we're, we're like oh, a bunch of crap with these classes and, you know, they're setting themselves up to look like winners. And uh, mm-hmm. Scott loved to mess with the rules and the detail of things to make himself look better than what he actually was while claiming that I was doing this. But I mean, honest to God, we were running much simpler setups. I think that's part of where our success came for sure came from. Um, and Henry's car went out and run. We got we got one run with that car, um, and it ran I think eleven seventy nine. 
somewhere in the 11s. And at the time, it was a reasonable run. Yeah. And it showed well. And so we were like, oh, that, you know, that M112. We, we showed we need to show. Um, and I believe that ended up being the fastest car there that day. Oh, across the... For, for the entire rest of the day, none of the Intense team was able to beat that time. Hmm. For but they even moved their... Remember, they moved their flagship car. They changed the mods on it and put them in a different class because uh, they knew they couldn't beat that time. Oh, so they tried yeah. to take a faster car and downplay it into a lower class put or whatever? In a class that it can win. <laughs> but they didn't. Um, but, you know, that's just the racing part of it, right? So uh, everybody loves that part. Everyone loves the sport. We love to race. Uh, talking shit is part of racing, you know, yeah. beating people and then claiming it wasn't fair. I mean, this is goes on in, yeah. in every market all the time, right? Yeah. So that's part of it. But that's not really where the drama came in mm -hmm. uh, at ID. Because nowadays, it, this shit talking still happens, but it's over Facebook. Yeah. It's never at an event or anything. Yeah. Like, you'll no. never get approached no. or whatnot. <laughs> no, so, so at this event... Um, Someone's car, it was uh, Magnus, right? Yeah. So Magnus, and I don't remember what his real name was. He was Keith. He was HP Tuner's guy originally, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> so Magnus was driving his car uh, back. Now, the way that uh, this drag day was set up and the way Norwalk was set up is our, the rivalry was pretty heated. We weren't very friendly. So our team set up way far away from the beginning. Like the intense team and everyone that supported them was up front and very close, easy access to the drag strip. We were way far back and you had to drive by us uh, when they were going back to their camp. So as you came off, you know, your pit lane, mm -hmm. Uh, back from running your quarter mile, you would drive by our whole team and camp, and then you'd go down the parking lot and into the, the next thing. And Keith was uh, driving his vehicle back, and Buckshaw? Yeah, well, he drove right through our camp. Like, like off the weaving a road back. <laughs> our cars. Well, we're in a parking lot, but mm -hmm. instead of just... Turn yeah. back. Turn Not taking the easiest route. Through our cars. Yeah. Revving his engine and just trying to yeah. get a reaction. Which he got. Yeah. From Dave Buckshaw, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he must have been. Was he fastest time of the day at this point? Is that why he was no, so no. Confident? This this was not about racing at this oh, point. Oh, this was this just... was this was personal rivalries oh. going, going on. Um, and we had DHP. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's who Dave Buckshaw was part of at that time. And so that was like our camp. It was ZZP and DHP and the people that supported us. And then you had Intense, you know, down and the people that were supporting them there. And so what did Dave say? He was move on, asshole. Yeah. yeah. So, something, yep. something about asshole, right? And so Keith drives back. But and, and Matt, you know the story a little bit better than me, so jump jump in there. What <laughs> happened from there? Well, I was sitting there putting slicks on a car, and I hear somebody just uh, going off, turn around, and and there's a. I think he had walked. He walked back over, yeah, from, from the other camp, and he says, "Who called me an asshole?" 
Well, he rolled up his sleeves. Yeah. He was wearing a white T-shirt, and he yeah. and he rolled up his sleeves because he's like, ah, oh, you know, mm-hmm. he's gonna be a tough guy, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it, 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 yeah, it was what about a buck ninety-five, you know, coming over there, you know. And, I would uh, guess. And I'm like, what's going on? Ah, uh, here we go. And uh, who was it? Who called me an asshole? And then Zoom stepped in. <laughs> back in his bodybuilding days. Yeah, I was I was approaching 250 and pretty ripped out, so I was not the kind of person you <laughs> speak up to, you know. Yeah. And uh, he he didn't like that answer when Zoom said it, it was me. <laughs> he was looking around for somebody smaller. <laughs> no, somebody called me an asshole. Because he walked all the way over. He can't. You yeah. can't go back at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. He had someone with him. That we'll get to in a little bit, but he had someone with him. He comes up, who called me an asshole? And, uh, you know, we got our whole team and it's, it's a little ballsy, like, you know, two dudes coming on, what, 40 of us probably in this camp, you know? And, um, I was like, it was me. He's like, no, it wasn't you. It was someone smaller, you know? So, um, I was like, no, no, it was me. And he's like, no, no, it wasn't you. So I got up in his face, you know? And uh, I just went nose to nose with him, just gently brushing our noses, you know, and uh, talking shit, told him to go home, told him he was a little boy, you know, and he was scared and he needed to just go home. So he turned around and he left, tail tucked between his legs, you know, goal accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. And um, sometime a little bit later, the track official from Norwalk uh, came up to our team. Okay, the owner of Norwalk pissed heated he was angry right Mm -hmm. and uh magnus had told a story that i had picked him up and thrown him 20 feet and that we were jumping on the hoods of was it of the the car there was a lot of uh, I mean, just this Ridiculous. crazy exaggerated story and, and like pulled his T-shirt, you know, like whatever. And so this owner is just mad. And when we go to explain our case, the owner just says he's calling the cops because he's looking at this, un, you know, unruly gang, essentially, that's attacking people and <laughs> smashing their cars. And then we're trying to talk our way out of that. No, he's not even hearing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm calling the cops. We're like, no, no need. We'll, we'll pack up. And so we just quietly and politely just packed up our stuff, which takes a long time. And this yeah. is why Henry only got one run. And um, so it's sometime later he calms down a bit because we're not acting like this unruly gang that's cursing and swearing and throwing things that he's been told so then it comes to a point where we can at least have dialogue but we're still cleaning up and we put to, we put our stuff away and we're you know just kind of explaining situations he's like look guys he's like yeah i get it maybe the story wasn't accurate but you know scott paid for the track and he wants you gone so uh, yeah you know that's the way it is and um you know the aftermath of that i believe i believe we left the hotel right we had a hotel but we didn't stay uh we left because we were worried that scott was going to uh, make up stories like damage his own car or say that we got in a fight or set us up because it at that point seemed like the entire invite to idd was a setup you know yeah and um what uh I think I think tactically it was probably a bad move on their part because we had too many witnesses that saw what actually happened. 
And interestingly enough, what Magnus didn't know is that the guy who walked up with him had a video camera in his hand and he held it down. Yeah. And it was on the whole time. So I still have that video and I have never publicly shared it. But I will at some point. At some yeah, point. I will. And so on that video, um, you know, he's like, Zoomer assaulted me. Zoomer assaulted me. Right. But you can tell from the dialogue and the way the video went that, uh, you know, he was making he was making the story up. So that's what that guy did. He ripped his own shirt. Oh, really? Said, he actually that, set yeah. up the story and everything? Uh -huh. Said I threw him 20 feet, <laughs> which, I mean, I was strong, but throw a man 20 feet, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I David mean, Banner. Take it as a compliment, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know, and then, of course, the forums blew up, and one side was accusing us of these crazy things, and we were trying to defend, and yeah. all these people were tuning in for the drama, but nobody that wasn't there, you know, actually knew uh, <laughs> actually knew what came on. But we, we left that with a reputation of being some thugs. I mean, <laughs> there was really just no getting around that, yeah. you know? Huh. Yeah. But, and that was just one of the times. A lot of stories <laughs> one like of the that. times. Oh, and that was later in the whole 3800 game, you were saying, too? This was... It wasn't real late. Um, it was in the middle of it. Five, maybe. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Um, it was when the rivalry, rivalry was, was very peak. strong. Yeah. And <laughs> Intense was doing well, and we were doing well, and the mm -hmm. market was... It was uh, lively, you know. Yeah. Every day it was, oh, you've ruined the market, you know. But everybody would tune in every day to see what the new drama was. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, in this in this ruined market. Um, <laughs> Crazy. Were, Tim, were you there through that? I was not there. I was working. Okay. <laughs> I was shipping parts. Yeah. No. Uh. We had to call back home and tell the team uh, what had happened and yep. things like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, huh. Oh man. Crazy times. Yeah, we we weren't. It was it was a weird relationship because we weren't enemies. I mean, we sold each other's parts. Oh, really? Um, we've gone to Scott's house a few times. Ate at his house. Hung out at Scott's house. Like, it was just like that friend that you always want to kick his ass. You know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that friend that you're always trying to beat. Like you know, it's we yeah. wouldn't sabotage each other's vehicles. I mean, we were just. You know, he, he had a, a interesting tactic. Yeah. Got to peak emotional a couple times. And it's, he's still like that, too. Because yeah. no. Scott mm -hmm. sold Intense. Like, Intense is not owned by Scott anymore, but you now we're once again competing with him and other platforms, mm -hmm. you know, and he's kind of doing the same tactics. <laughs> interesting. There, there were events where my car was sabotaged, though. Yeah, yeah I think... Matt, you were talking about that with me the other I day. I was definitely there for that one. Mm -hmm. The last GPG. I think that ended the GPGs. It might have. Probably. Oh, like they shut down the whole event mm -hmm. from that point on? Well, it got, so the original one was very big and it was sponsored by GM and lots of vendors. Semi trucks came. It was pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, we had, we had gone to one um, in Kansas City, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and that was a really good time around, what was it, 02 maybe, um, that we, that was still going strong? Well, when you you first got your... Uh, so these were your two, three-year-old cars at that point. They, they, were, they were doing yeah. them back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I think the first one we went to was probably 2000. 
So when and so that was a very large event, and that mm-hmm. was like you had Terry Reels, South Florida Pulley headquarters. I mean, ZZP was nobody. We didn't even sponsor <laughs> the event. I mean, we were a nobody, right? Yeah, you just so we were we were a laughing stock to the real vendors who were coming there. You know, young kid talking shit, this that, whatever. <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, sort of long story short, there eventually that event fell apart because I believe it was Tony Lauer. Um, but there was a guy who was one of the people in charge and uh, Charles Beyer, DHP, I believe, and then followed by Terry Reels, he uncovered that the charity portion of that event was a large scam. And the guy oh, wow. running the event had stolen the charity money, used it to um, buy a new house. And I don't know if this is public, but I think we're past statute at this point. <laughs> so I can say it. And um, yeah, so the vendors behind the scenes were talking about this and some cared more than others. But yeah, a dude had uh, embezzled from the charity a bunch mm-hmm. of money. And then when he got called out on it, quickly exited GPG. That is why GPG ended. Wow. Because no vendors were going to sponsor it anymore. Yeah. And um, you know that person who ran it obviously was was exiting to not go to jail over this thing Uh probably i didn't know them well um and then someone bought the rights to gpg and it was just uh it was a smaller guy and uh he just wanted to you know rehash the events and by then we were big enough to sponsor events and Mm. there were a few other people and so he tried to make it big like it used to be but he was taking a lot of cues and by then um, the rivalries and drama were were pretty extreme. And so we went to what was one of these new GPGs. Um, I don't think the track was the best. No. What what city was that in? I don't know. You were in Iowa somewhere. I didn't, I didn't go to that one. Okay. Yeah, terrible track. Your car was, uh, was it, it was twin charged. Fresh. Fresh twin, twin charged. charged. So yeah. supercharged and turboed. And we had just done that. And I think that was when we said, I think it was when we told Intense, if we wanted to, we could run nines easily. <laughs> Before this event, you just made the statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made a lot of statements they like yeah. that. Mm. And, they had um, a they uh, Intense had a turbo car for how long before we turboed years? Or? I think it was some years. Probably going on three years yeah so they had a turbo car which they kind of came out of nowhere with that and like mm-hmm. barely beat zoom we, supercharged time but we had my drag car but it was in the chassis shop and they had been running their top car for about three years on a turbo and they got it down to 10 one i think mm. and then zoom said well if your car is going to be a while let's just turbo mine and go run nines was the idea yeah, we we, sh- we showed up with uh, your car on the trailer, ready to go, and um, we're all just hanging out in the hotel parking lot, just shooting the crap with all the all mm-hmm. the guys that we've, you know, formed friendships and rivalries <laughs> with through the years, and uh, we went to bed and woke up the next day and who was it? Uh, I don't know who one it was. Of, one of the main guys big on the forums like came up to Zoom and was like, "Hey, man, I gotta." I got something on, on was, my chest. It was Lee. Yes. Yup, it was Lee. Um, he came up and he's like, I got something I got to get off my chest. Like, hey, one of the guys I'm affiliated with, like, messed with your car. And we're just like, what the hell? So we're like, 
you know, I'm pretty angry. I'm pretty young at the time. So I'm, I'm just in a fury. We run out to the car and they basically turned every dial, unplugged every sensor, like just totally like sabotage car, like hmm. brake proportioning valve, full rear. Was it like controller full? Got under the hood max. somehow or something? Or? They had a carbon fiber hood with Oh, so just popped hood latches or whatever? Yep. And, unplugged mm-hmm. crank sensors. And, and pulled wires loose, put yep. stuff in the gas tank. Yup. It's really kind of a shame because, you know, in all the car communities, things get heated and people talk a lot yeah. of shit and they even go to blows. Like people will, you know, you'll see a parking lot fight or something, but never do you mess with someone's car no. No. ever it, it it is like a punishable by death kind of rule in the entire world of car scenes oh yeah you don't mess with the car right and um i mean it was a safety issue you know you're yeah. talking about a car that you were trying to run nines which puts you at what 140 miles an hour and imagine you know, you're, you trailer it there, you trailer it to the track, you get out there, you do your burnout, and you're 140 miles an hour with a shutoff zone and you find out your brakes don't work. Yeah, right. there's nothing you can do yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, you, you could potentially yeah. kill someone with, with doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, that, was, that was unfortunate. And that, that really, to me, that was the first time that the drama because everyone says the drama ruins the community, but it doesn't. They love it. Everyone loves the drama. They love the shit talking. They love the rivalry. Everybody loves it, right? And it just makes communities grow. Every time we do a new market, they tell me I'm ruining it because I talk shit and I'm drama and, and the yep. vendors don't get along and this and that, whatever. It all grows the market, right? Mm-hmm. It's good, even though they say it's bad. Yeah. When you start being fearful of people messing with your car, it ruins the market. Yeah. No one is going to go to an event if they think their car is going to get keyed or sabotaged or messed with. You know, people even observing are no longer enjoying the drama. They don't even want to be there. Nobody wants to be around that. Just malicious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's the hard line mm-hmm. where the market does get ruined is... Um, like if if a vendor steals from people or something and you can no longer enjoy the sport because you, you can't mod your car because people are stealing your money. Um, if the cars are getting sabotaged at events or the events aren't enjoyable for the spectators, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people like me, we love being in the spotlight. I don't mind the drama and the shit talking <laughs> and whatever you want to bring at me. And and people like to observe that. But when um, when it crosses the line, then, then, then no one wants to be there. And, and we mm-hmm. left after that yeah um, i'm assuming the car was not even it sounds like they made it non-functional to so many levels that well, it was the unknown i mean you know you put together a car that quickly you trust your team you trust that everybody's yeah. done every component properly uh one thing wrong can, mm-hmm. can be really bad and so it doesn't even matter what they did because we didn't know what they yeah. did right mm-hmm. so when the car came back we had to start all over again because we just didn't know. Did they put something in the oil? Did they put something in the gas? Did they loosen any nuts or suspension? Did, I, yeah. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So it's almost more work undoing oh, that yeah. and trying to figure it out than it is you know, building the thing in the first place. And nobody was going to go to an event after that, and, and GPG was just done. Wow. That was it. That really, that person who did that killed the events for the entire community. <laughs> 
nearly forever. So I'm assuming that went um, super public super fast then, right, probably? Well, people went there from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when they didn't get to see Zoom race, oh yeah, that's a big letdown. Mm-hmm. Big that letdown. car was a fresh build quest for nines, you know, a goal that, you know, Scott wasn't able to do for years. Wow. You know, and fresh build. But eventually we did hit nines, right? It took us, uh, we... 30 days. Yeah, it took us 30 days to do it. We said we would do it. We said it would be easy. It we, was made it. It, we made it look easy. Uh, we had our hours in there, you know. Yeah. But we I mean, did it with no wheelie bar, too. That's the other thing. We did it handicapped. <laughs> we got a good team. Yeah, it was good times. We would have done it sooner, but the tranny broke. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah, first attempt, the tranny broke on, on that. Well, chain, chain snapped. But that was same four, engine four setup, four just... Well, we, we might have gone nines the first night that we raced it. We went uh, like 10-8, turned it up, 10-5, turned it up, 10-2, turned it up, snapped the chain. Oh, yeah. so it was right on the edge. Oh, yeah. it was so dialed in. We were so happy. <laughs> it was one of those... Uh, we, we started to come up with this uh, uh, saying, like... Uh, if we don't build the car the night before, it's not going to perform well or something like that. We yeah. just had this thing where, because there was another time where um, I was ready to go to the track and uh, I don't, was it when my stroker broke? Mm-hmm. And I was going to go to the track and I was going to do something great, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the stroker broke, like the crank snapped or something like this, the day before that uh, <laughs> I was supposed to go race and do like some cool stuff. I was like, well, shit. Right? So came up with a new idea, came up with a new plan, uh, threw some shit together with some <laughs> some new ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And went and kicked ass the next day. <laughs> Pretty much an all-nighter, I'm assuming, probably. <laughs> a lot of all-nighters. So often were, awesome. were they all-nighters, yeah. Um, and a lot of customers took that wrong because they were like, oh, you can do anything. You guys can build a car a day. Why does it take you a week oh, to do my yeah. car? You have to understand, my car was set up to modify. It didn't have the things on it that a customer car has. (laughs) So when, you know, I could take off a head in 20 minutes, right? I'm changing head gaskets start to finish in 45 minutes on this car, you know, pop one up, you know, and then you go. You can't Mm -hmm. do that on a customer car. It has has all the accessories and amenities. All the stock wiring and. Well, we would we would design the vehicle to quickly modify. Mm-hmm. You know, so putting a mod on a car wasn't just like, hey, what's going to make the most power do this? Like, what's the simplest way that we How can, can get you this? pull this off and back on yeah. at a track yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if the car didn't, we, we didn't have all the bolts on the car. So if there was a component on the car and we determined that, you know, the factory has five bolts holding it down and we can get the job done with three, we'd have three bolts on that on that <laughs> item. So that, you know, it just come on, come on off quickly. Makes sense. Yeah. Well. We just hit uh, 30 minutes, so unless you guys have anything you really need to get out, figure we'll stop it there. Good These deal. are still the three most busy employees probably here to this day, so I don't <laughs> want to keep you any longer. But uh, thanks again for coming on. All Appreciate right. it. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Catch you guys sure. soon. Thanks. thanks.